on certain days, uh, and we trust that um, you will enjoy the service. And if you're not normally here, and we, have a, and we know we have a few visitors, we want to give you a very, very special word of welcome. Not uh, many announcements. You can see here where we'll be back on Christmas Day for a kind of family service. It'll be a short service at 10.30. The 26th Boxing Day is a Sunday, and so we will we'll be here, but just one service and uh, no booking required, and also no booking required back to normal again on the 2nd of January. So we appeal to you to uh, come out as often as you can over the Christmas period. Let's celebrate and worship uh, our God and our Savior. The other thing to, to mention, of course, is uh, we have a little freebie, uh, a gift to each member of uh, each family in the congregation called Love Your Church, Eight Great Things About Being a Church Member. And we will be preaching through the themes that come out of this book uh, in the, um, basically, I suppose, the after Christmas, January, right through to almost Easter. And, and there's a little card inside will give you the exact dates as well as the outside Christmas greetings. And then growth groups will also be following that. So uh, please do get, take your book with you tonight and you can start reading uh, over the Christmas period. So let's uh, pray together as we uh, come into this place and let's worship our newborn king. Lord, we're very, very thankful that we can be here tonight in the midst of a, a broken world where there's so much unease and fear. We're thankful that you tell us not to fear, but to trust you. And so we pray that you will lift our eyes above the issues that are going on in our lives, the weaknesses, the problems, the pains, and the worries. And may we see Jesus in all his glory and in all his love. And we pray that you will lead us into a, a trusting relationship with you, into salvation. Help us to understand what that means and how we can truly be saved. So as we, as we come together to sing old carols and you, as we hear familiar readings, we pray your blessing upon us all. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. The service will run basically unannounced, and uh, John will tell us when we are to stand and when we're to sing and when we're to sit. He'll keep us informed, and we'll hand over to him now, and little group here of singers. Thank you. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me. She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To Adam he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return.
The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. 
For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Please stand with us. The words are too good.
Um, sorry, this next song um, is one that I heard, and um, we're just going to sing as, as ourselves, as a band. Um, but when I was reading that Isaiah verse um, about um, Jesus coming to us as a, as a wonderful counsellor, um, just that idea of Jesus being the wonderful counsellor stuck out to me. Um, so I just want you to ponder that for a few moments in this next song. And I was thinking, especially after this hard year, so much loss, so much pain, and so much suffering, especially even for so many within this building tonight. Sometimes when you're dealing with that, I'm sure it can feel like such an impossible and lonely road. But Jesus is our wonderful counsellor. Um, and when I read that, it just reminds us that he understands. Um, think about it, that this God in all his majesty and grandeur would make himself so small that he would come to earth as a tiny baby and would eventually suffer for us on the cross. He understands what it is to suffer. Only he understands. And he understands what it is to walk with us and counsel us through our pain. So I encourage you to find rest in his gentleness and compassion again tonight, just knowing that God understands. Gloria, Gloria, 
But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is a neighbor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring to you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, 
which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Please stand with us.
Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the, where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then heard summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. You want to just keep your seats um, for this next one.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness had not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came, to, as, a, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own would not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
thank you to John and to all who are on stage behind me. It's always a bit suspicious when people are behind me when I preach. Um, but thank you very much for all the work um, you put into tonight. It's been a thoroughly worshipful experience today at both services, and I hope you were thoroughly blessed. I see the word epilogue there. That means it's a short sermon, so be encouraged. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There's a phrase that is common in the Gospels at the beginning of Christ's earthly ministry and right at the end. Do not be afraid. They're like bookends. At the beginning, as we're going to see very shortly, it was spoken to Mary and then to Joseph and then to the shepherds. At the end, it was spoken to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary at the tomb. That's in Matthew 28, verse 5. Do not be afraid. And the reason why, of course, those folks all needed to hear those words is that, that when God is at work, there is a tendency for us to be afraid. When God is at work, there's a tendency for us to be afraid. And living in a broken world, there's a tendency for us to be afraid. It began at the fall in Genesis 3 in the garden. Adam and Eve sinned. Was the first thing they did? They hid because they were afraid. And unfortunately, ever since this has been part and parcel of human existence, and we're experts in keeping this family tradition alive and well, do not be afraid. And most of the heroes of the Bible were tormented by fear. You think of Abraham and Jacob and Moses and Peter. Nothing really has changed. We tend to be people filled with fear. And that's why we need the gospel of Jesus Christ to set us free and to keep us free. We need Jesus to deal with our fears and the root of our fears. So tonight, I would reckon that if we got talking to you long enough, we would get to some sense of fear in your life. Loneliness, perhaps, rejection, being forgotten, not needed. Maybe it's the fear of cancer or a stroke or growing old or, of course, the thing that dominates all our conversations and all our news, COVID, the reason why we're wearing masks and socially distancing, fear. Fear is the result of sin, and Satan uses fear to paralyze us. And do you know what, folks? We make it really easy for him to do that. And so Satan torments us and manipulates us, and enslaves us. His aim, you see, is to create cowardly, miserable, joyless souls. Cowardly, miserable, joyless souls. To capture us. To destroy us. That's Satan's aim. That's what he wants to do with you tonight. He'll use anything, everything. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This is the message of God, and it's used three times in the Christmas story, and we're going to look at them briefly 
uh, together now, just for a few moments each. The first one was to Mary. Oh, oh. This is no good because I've got the other side of the clicker here. <laughs> if, you could, <laughs> if you could pass that on or put it on to the next um, slide there, please. Yeah. To Mary. Do not be afraid. And what we've got is three times it's used, implied or three commands. Here's the first one. But the angel said to her, that's Mary, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and you will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus. Do not be afraid, Mary. Do my will. And you know, Mary wasn't at all bothered by the theology of what was going to happen. Her only question was about the biology. How was this going to happen? And yet God had that perfectly under control. She was humble and she was faithful. And we see her submissive heart in verse 38 of Luke 1. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me just as you have said. Do not be afraid, Mary. Do my will. She was willing to do, to do God's will. And therefore, there's no fear. How can there be fear? How can there be fear when we do His will? I wonder tonight, are you doing His will? Because if you're not, if you're not doing His will, you have every need to fear. You will fear. God says, trust me. He says, fulfill my purposes. He says, I have your best interest at heart. Follow me. Be my disciple. Do my will. Be saved. Be in me. That's his will. Are you doing his will tonight? Because if you're not, you will fear. You will be afraid. And so the fear of man the fear of people, the fear of things, the fear of the future, the fear of death, the fear of, ca of cancer, the fear of COVID just paralyzes us. So we have a choice. Do, do we fear man and people and things? Or do we do his will? Because one's the problem and one's the answer. Do not be afraid, Mary. And he says the same to us tonight. Can we go to the second slide? Do not be afraid, Joseph. Do not be afraid, Joseph. Trust my word. That's in Matthew 1. But after this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. We can only imagine what was going through Joseph's mind when he heard that his intended was pregnant. There was anger, no doubt, and frustration and doubt and fear. Everything seemed so hopeless. But God was being faithful to his word. In Isaiah 7, one of the passages we didn't read tonight, but we could have, it goes like this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. That's Matthew 1, 23. And later on, Matthew quotes that verse in that section of Matthew 1. See, the angel spoke the word of God to Joseph and calmed his fear. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. You see, the Word drives out fear. The Word of God delivers hope. So either we hold on to our fear, whether it be of COVID or cancer or the past or the future, or we chase fear away. And hold on to the words. That's the choice. We can be imprisoned by fear or chase it away with the word. We can be defeated by fear 
or we have victory through the word. We can be a victim of fear or healed by the word. Do not be afraid. Trust my word, he says. I don't know, many times I've said to the older folks that I've been visiting and I've really enjoyed it this Christmas, I really missed it last year, there's a time to be born and there's a time to die, says the scriptures. You know, I trust that. Do you? It drives away my fear. It drives away my fear. Trust my word, says, says God to us, as he did to Joseph. Thirdly, and finally, what about the shepherds? Do not be afraid, shepherds. Receive my mega good news. Look too. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. So, receive the word, shepherds, and pass it on. The day's work was done. Can you imagine? They were settling down for the night. They'd done this a thousand times before, maybe numerous thousand times before, but this wasn't going to be any ordinary night, you know. In the midst of the mundane, an angel of the Lord appeared, and from silent darkness, there was glorious brightness in a flash, in an instant. And the angel proclaimed the best news of all time, and was backed up by a choir of angels. Can, can you imagine the sound, and can you imagine the message? Hope for the world. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. Today, a Savior has been born. The Savior has been born. In verse 9, we're told that they were terrified. The word means mega afraid. And in verse 10, the angel says, do not be afraid. I have good news of great joy, mega joy, mega fear, mega joy. No need to fear, friends. Receive the message of mega good news and all the frustrations of life and the futilities of mankind and the fears in our hearts will, will melt away because of him. That baby, you see, that baby was God. And that baby makes all the difference. A savior, a rescuer, and so tonight, in your hearts, there, there could be fear. Your spouse, your child, your parents. One of our members tonight is in, in hospital with COVID, seriously ill. Pray for John. John's family rang me this afternoon. They are afraid. I was able to pray with them over the phone and say, receive the Savior, and he will carry you through no matter what you have to face. I say the same to you. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. The rest of this year or next year, do not be afraid. Receive my mega good news, says God. So we have doubts, perhaps, pressure, anxiety, loneliness, low-level depression. Isn't that not a big problem? Low-level depression, not enough for us to go to the doctor to get some pills, but enough to make our lives miserable. You see, the fears of all the years are met in the Savior, who is Jesus. A Savior has been born to you as Christ the Lord. Do not be afraid. When we're watching the news, Project Fear, we should say, <clears throat> do not be afraid, soul. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. 
Do the will of God. That's what Mary was told to do. Understand the word of God. That's what Joseph had to do. Receive the mega good news of God. That's what the shepherds had to do. And that ends fear, you see, when we do the will and receive the word and receive the mega good news. John was right to say that some of us had a really rough year. I look down, I can see some of you lost loved ones this year. There may be concerns about actually tomorrow and the future. We can be easily paralyzed, crippled, disabled, incapacitated, crushed, devastated by fear. And God says, do not be afraid. Receive my salvation. Two important words. Believe, receive. Believe and receive. Most of you know what that means. Maybe some of you need to tonight come afresh to the Lord and say, Lord, I believe. Take away my fear. Some of you may not even understand what I mean by that. I would love to talk to you afterwards. Believe and receive. Do not be afraid. Jesus is greater, our Savior, our comfort, our help, our power. Don't go into tomorrow or next year without him. Let me pray for you. We're very aware, Father, of the great fear that's sweeping not just our land, but our whole world. And we thank you for these comforting words from you to us, how patient you are with us. You tell us not to be afraid again and again and again. And we pray that we will see beyond ourselves, our own strength, our NHS, our politicians, and we will see, we will see a God who can take away our fear and give us comfort in the darkness and the loneliness and in the sickness, even the very dying. So we pray that tonight and over this Christmas time, we will hear these words again and again and again. Do not be afraid. May it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We would love to have met downstairs for a tea and mince pies, but we thought with the... There, there you are. Maybe we're being fearful. Maybe I should preach to myself. But we thought with this variant and the uncertainty of it all that we would cancel that this year. But God willing... Next year, we'll meet together downstairs and we'll eat lots and lots of mince pies. But listen, if you want to talk about any of the issues raised by the singing and the readings or even, or even the talk, there you are, there's somebody who wants to see me afterwards, <laughs> I'd be very glad to, to, to speak to you. Hope to see you on uh, Christmas Day and on Boxing Day and on the 2nd of January. Remember those services. Uh, have a happy Christmas and a blessed new year. John's going to lead us now in our last song. Please stand with us.
Please stand your feet for this last one. not the first song I wish there was more verses to, but there we are. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen.